Get Cody's trade alerts and all of his latest positions on the Trading with Cody app for iPhone and Android and on tradingwithcody.com. Let's talk patience. Today is September 29th. 2015. You're tuning into Cody Willer talking uh, and recording his Cody Underground podcast. You can find it on iTunes. You can follow me on Periscope like you are right now if you're uh, watching there. Scudify Live. And uh, you can hear the music in the background. Guns and Roses. Patience. All you need is a little patience. Yeah. The hardest trade to make in the market as an investor, as a trader, is usually the right one. Think about that. The one that's most difficult, the one that you're struggling with the hardest, the one that's when it's hardest to buy at the bottom, the hardest time to sell at the top, the right time to buy at the bottom, the right time to sell at the top. It's one of the most important words of advice that anybody ever gave to me. The hardest trade is often the right one. It was hard to buy Apple, for example, back when I first bought it in March 2003, and it was trading for below its cash per share like I've been talking about lately on the podcast and here on Periscope and on Scudify Live. And it was even harder to buy Google the day it came public because three days before Google came public, I had been on CNBC being interviewed by Maria Bertiromo, and she had asked me outright, what do you think about Google when it comes public here? We didn't know the price quite yet because they were doing a Dutch auction when they actually came public. They did an IPO a little bit different, Google did, um, as they continue to do things a little bit differently than most other companies. The fact of the matter was I was on CNBC answering that question to Maria Bartiromo, and I said, no, I don't like Google here. I don't know the price, and I'm scared of it. Well, when it finally did get priced at $75 Per share, the day it came public, if I'm not missing up that number, I think it's right at 75, and it popped to the mid-90s, and it was up 20% the very first day it came public, and I, trust me, it was hard to eat my own words from three days before, write a mea culpa that I published on my blog on uh, Real Money and eventually went on CNBC to give it a few days later, and say, look, I was wrong, I should have bought Google the day it came public, and I did. I bought it the day it came public. And I'm telling you right now, you can Google Cody Willard, um, Cody Willard fool, and it'll come, you'll find articles that say why I'm, or actually Cody Willard idiot. Why, and the articles are called why I'm the only idiot buying Facebook right now. And that was when Facebook was at $18, $20 a share. It's now at 90 It was hard to feel like an idiot and go out and buy Facebook. Those were the right trades to make. I've, got a, I've had other great calls. I've also had lots of mistakes. And I, it's amazing that a lot of my mistakes come from when the trades aren't hard, when they look easy. It's easy to buy stocks when the markets are at all-time highs. It's easy to buy stocks that are in an uptrend and when the markets are going great. It's also easy to lose money when you do it that way. It's hard right now to be a bull. The NASDAQ down 
big, 20% almost since its recent highs. Many individual stocks are down 50, 60, 70%, even as their fundamentals haven't really changed. So it's hard to be bullish. It's hard to buy stocks right now. The fear that the market bubbled once again and topped out recently, and they're now about to do a 50 or 60% crash like they did in 2008 or in 2002, you can feel that fear out there. It's been a long run. I was wildly bullish, wildly aggressively bullish and long for the app revolution back in 2010, 2011, but we're 2015. I'm not as aggressive right now. Not just because it's hard, but I, I, it was hard to trim back when the Dow was at 18,500. And I was doing that. My subscribers at tradingwithcody.com know that I reduced the number of positions I had and reduced my net long exposure when the markets were at all-time highs. I've been slowly but surely scaling back in, and I'm telling you right now, it's hard. It's hard to be buying stocks right now. I feel like an idiot sometimes when I buy a stock and the next day I come in and it's down 5 6 7%. GoPro, I, wait, I was bearish on that thing from the day it came public at 35 or 40. When it popped to 50, I was even more bearish. I almost shorted it in the 90s, wrote about it all the time, why I was so bearish and wouldn't buy GoPro, but I wanted to own Amberella instead from the 20s. Well, GoPro is now at 30. I've been buying it in the low 30s, and I feel like an idiot because I'm down 10% and like it's two days, well, two weeks on it. It's not a big position for me. It's one of my smallest positions, but Amberella is one that I've owned since a year and a half, and it's a bigger position. And I'm telling you right now, I feel like an idiot on it. Why didn't I sell all of it when it was when I thought I was the smartest person in the world and the stock had gone from 20 to 130 in 18 months? I trimmed some. Subscribers of TradingWithCody.com got a, got a trade alert the day I trimmed my Amberella when it was close to 130. But I, now I feel stupid for not having sold all of it. It's hard, certainly, to go out and buy more Amberella now. I've recently nibbled on some more Amberella. You know, the August lows, when we had that down 1,000-point that down day, when the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 1,000 points early in the morning one morning, I actually had taken my daughter, my newborn daughter, Amaris, who has trisomy 13, we had taken her to the doctor who was looking at some stuff on the back of her head that had been complicated. Miraculously, her cutis aplasia and skull have grown and recovered, and she's doing great. But that morning, we were at a plastic surgeon's office, and I was sitting in that office waiting for the plastic surgeon, very stressed out with my baby sitting there next to me, my wife stressed out next to me, her father next to us, and the Dow is down 1,000 points. That's hard. That's hard, and that was the right time to buy. I did step up and send out an alert to Trading with Cody subscribers and acted myself, went out and nibbled some stocks. I bought more Apple. I had trimmed Apple at near 130 recently. Well, now it's been three or four months ago, but I had trimmed some Apple, and I was able to step back in and buy Apple at 95 96 below $100 a share that morning. Google I bought below 580 the Those stocks had been crushed that morning, and it was so hard to buy, not just because I was in a hospital with my baby waiting to meet a plastic surgeon to look at her head, but because the emotion of losing that money and seeing its stocks, the, the market, the Dow, down a thousand points in a single day and just an hour is open. 
Not only that, but the market, the the brokers, the apps, they weren't working. My TD Ameritrade app, I couldn't. I had to go to a different account and try to oh, trade on that. Luckily, I could trade on Scudify, the Tradier app inside of the Scudify app with the Tradier technology and the Tradier brokerage firm inside of it. I was able to actually log on and get some trades executed. But the fact is, those August lows still loom. We're still about 500 points above where we were on, on the Dow. We're about 500 points above where we were in that morning when that market was down 1,000 points. The question is, what's harder right now? Do, are we going to test those lows? Do you wait for those lows before you buy anymore? Do you short the market? Very, you want to find the hardest trade, and I think I might know what the hardest trade is. The hardest trade to make right now is being patient. I don't have to be wildly, aggressively bullish. I don't have to buy more stocks until I see that down. I don't have to go in and buy Apple at 110 today, even though it's down from 117 just last week. It's still up from 95 or 96 where it was that morning. And it almost feels like the market's got to take us down there to, to those August lows. And the psychology of all of it, the, you're playing these games with other traders. You're trying to read their minds. We don't have to do any of that. You can find great companies to invest in for the long run. Find an Apple. Maybe Amberella is an Apple. Nibble on it when it's down 50%. Amberella's trading about 16, 17 times next year's earnings. Could grow 30 or 40% on the top line this year. If those numbers actually get met, if Amberella does what it's supposed to do, if Apple reports the earnings that it's so far that the analysts expect for it this year, Google can report the earnings that they expect for it this year, if Facebook can report the earnings that it's supposed to report this year, if, if they just meet expectations, most of those stocks will probably be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50% higher. Amberella could double again. I don't expect it to, frankly, in the next 12 months. But I expect over the long term, I've got some big upside still left in Amberella and in Google, and in Facebook, which all the names I've owned for a while, Facebook, Apple, Google, Google and Apple for more than 10 years each. Um, when was I, Google IPO? It was more than 10 years ago. I remember celebrating the 10-year IPO recently. So maybe we're just in no man's land right now with these markets. Maybe the tr uh, hardest trade of all is to just sit tight and let the markets do what they will do for a bit. One of the reasons so many people subscribe to my Trading with Cody service and read me on Real Money or USA Today or why I had my own TV show on Fox was because I remind people to be patient. You don't have to be wildly trading, day trading, swing trading. You don't have to be fully invested. Work on your career. Invest in yourself. You want to use market euphoria to your advantage by reducing your long exposure, selling stocks when the market's euphoric. You want to use market pain and market panic to your advantage by increasing your exposure in the bad times. How many people out there are pain, in pain right now with the market down 2,500? Investors and traders, hedge funds themselves have been demolished in August and September. I saw a note come through my desk today. I don't remember what brokerage firm was from, Goldman or J.P. Morgan or someone that sent out a note about how bad the hedge fund performance had been in August and September, down double digits. You talk about hard, running other people's money and having that hedge fund. That was hard. When you're losing money at running a hedge fund, that's hard. It's hard enough doing it with your own money, with other investors, with institutions calling you up, yelling at you for losing their money. That's even harder. So... 
we don't have to catch every nuanced move in the markets up and down. We just need to stick with our playbook, and that includes being patient when others are hurried. Be greedy when others are scared. Be scared when others are greedy. Be patient when people are hurried. If stocks do breach their August lows, we get another 500-point down day on the Dow. I'll probably scale into some more long exposure. Look, I don't know if the market's truly topped out and that that was the top of a bubble. I caught the top of the last bubble, closing my hedge fund in 2007, October 2007, and moving into TV. And I wrote and talked all the time about how I thought that market was bubbled and about to pop. I don't think we're quite there right now. I don't think this bubble's about to pop. I actually think we've still got some more upside over the next year, two, three years. Doesn't mean I'm right. Could be wrong. And I'm obviously, like I keep saying, not as aggressively long as it was back in 2010 and 2011. And that was hard being aggressively long when the markets were down and everybody you knew was bearish. Sort of feels like a little bit right now, but it's not nearly as extreme. On the other hand, guys, I will throw out there, you, anybody who's watched me, read me, seen me speak at these money show conferences knows I've been a biotech bear. I think the margins in biotech themselves are not sustainable. you got the taxpayer paying for, bio, for the products that these biotech companies are selling, and you're getting the 90 95% gross margins at most of these biotech companies. Biotech's crushed drop. The biotech index, indices are down 30% in the last three, four, five weeks. Actually, I guess probably six weeks. But the case of the matter is, I think they still remain a good hedge for the broader portfolio. I'll probably buy some puts. I, I had puts on biotech. You want to talk about hard? I owned puts on the biotech. I bought them like in March. They expired in July. Biotech crashed like the day after. It was the top. That was the top. The day after my puts expired, that's when biotech topped. I'd be up huge if I had just bought September dated instead of July dated. Trading and investing is always hard, guys. Even when you're right about a, a, a sector, it's hard to be in it at the right time. Remember that. That's one of the most important things. You guys at home listening, if you're not a professional investor, you got to know it's hard for the professionals too. That's why the hedge funds are down 20%, 30% in the last few weeks. That's why so many hedge funds go out of business over time. It's very difficult to sustainably make money in the market. And that's what you've got to remember is you're not trying to make something for the next month or the next week. Your money is supposed to be working for you for the long term, over the next 10,000 days of your life, 20 or 30 years. Someone asked a couple of questions I saw pop by there. Um, number one, someone said, is GoPro still a buy? Look, I still own it. It's one of my smallest positions. I am not, didn't buy any yet uh, since I had nibbled it first time, about $32. Um, it's now at 30 bucks. I might step in and buy some more at 28, 26 bucks if it were to dr drop down that low. Uh, I'm not in any rush to add to it, like I keep saying. I'll let the market sort of dictate. I'll catch my breath a little bit here. Uh, another person said, hey, the Scudify app is great, and thanks for downloading and being a part of Scudify. Whoever said that, I didn't see the name when it flashed by a couple minutes ago. Um, but they asked about the Robinhood app and if I've used it. I've used it, and I, I know the guys who started Robinhood, and it's neat. Um, it's a very different um, app than Scudify, and it's not for everybody. I think Scudify is for just about everybody. Um, Here's a question. Cody, do you think Amberella, AMBA, is a takeover target, takeover candidate? Yes. I, I don't own it for that reason, but Intel or Qualcomm or 
Texas Instruments, um, darn near any chip company out there, could use a growth. The, the growth that Amberella brings. And Amberella, I don't know if I mentioned in this podcast, I don't think I did. They make the chips that go inside of GoPros and all of the other camera, wearable cameras uh, and drone cameras. And Amberella is the de facto standard for chips that video record HD, um, high definition video. And so, yeah, somebody, the, the, the Intel needs a growth market. Intel's barely growing with the, along with the economy here. Um, Amberella, at what, I think its market cap's about $1.5 billion, less than $2 billion right now. Um, and um, someone's saying, good fit with Texas Instruments. Someone else asking about American Airlines, Texas Instrument, uh, AT&T, and TACO. I don't even know what the symbol uh, underlying TACO is. Um, as far as American Airlines, I mean, hey, they're printing money, AAL. They're printing money while... Um, oil's crashing uh the, you know they they were worried about oil being at a hundred dollars a barrel oil at forty dollars or forty five dollars a barrel maybe at thirty five dollars a barrel at some point really prints money for the airlines industry probably the right time to buy was guess what when it was hardest to buy the airline industries and when oil was at a hundred bucks a barrel not sure i would chase american airlines right now but if you do own it i probably wouldn't sell it um We've also got uh, AT&T. Look, you got a great dividend there. I like Verizon better than AT&T. And the other one that you asked about, Taco, you mentioned there is actually Del Taco. I've eaten at Del Taco maybe once in my life. I had no, no idea. No, I do not think it is safe to nibble on oil here. I've been bearish on oil since it started its descent, its decline, and I think its decline is far from over. You can go, find, go to tradingwithcody.com or just Google Cody Willard oil slash energy or something and you'll see my articles about how it could take five ten even 15 years for oil to truly bottom and get back to maybe hundred dollars a barrel why would twitter take so long to play replace their ceo i have no idea as a twitter shareholder i'm frustrated that they don't have a mark zuckerberg type genius a steve jobs type genius running that company they need a new ceo if jack dorsey's the guy great but let's get him in there let's get a ceo in there i'm going to wrap it up there today for this periscope for this podcast i got a phone call from my wife there probably about our baby that i was talking about earlier she's doing great thanks for all the prayers and uh, well wishes over the last few months as this has been we've been dealing with this i'll talk to you guys soon thanks so much About how did he did it? What he doing to his artists and about the way he living? Take a hit, make a hit, keep a tunnel vision. Sign a deal with the fans, go to music prison. Ooh.